Hey, Gabby. Hey, Sophie. We should start a podcast. Oh, my God. We should start a podcast! Welcome back. Hello, everybody. How are you doing, Gabby? I am good. I'm, I'm a little sleepy, but I'm okay, good. Okay, you said that. Okay, no. You have to say something else now. But I'm sleepy. You said that literally the past five episodes. But I'm always tired. I'm, I'm good. I am ecstatic to be living life right now. You're super ecstatic for my episode. I'm super ecstatic for your episode. Heck yeah. Electrically ecstatic. Anything fun coming up for you? We're going to play pool on Wednesday, oh, which yeah. I'm hyped for. And then I'm going to see the Barbie movie Thursday, which I'm hyped for. And yeah. I, okay, so I was, I think it was on TikTok. It could have also been like Instagram. No, it was TikTok. I got an ad for a crystal hair remover. Have you seen those? Yes. I oh bought one. You did? Does it work? Feel my legs. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. And it gets rid of all the dead skin. Oh my god, do I need to buy one of these? Yeah, they're kind of great. It does take like a while and there's still patches, but it's like smooth and apparently helps like ingrown hairs. Yeah. You can literally just go to Amazon and just go crystal hair remover and then Oh my god. Yeah, they're like not even that expensive. Oh my god. It was, like, Ten bucks. Oh my god. Yeah. And it's just like a flat crystal. No, so there's like little holes. So it looks like mesh, but it's like metal. So it like catches the hair in it and as you're like it doesn't hurt at all. It just feels like you're exfoliating. And then you like do that for a couple minutes and you look and it's just smooth. <gasps> yeah, that was that's how my day went. Damn, <laughs> that's crazy. I need to try that because I'd be constantly nicking myself with my razor. I know. Like it takes me literally so long to shave my legs. Like it's, I'm wasting uh, so much water. It's always such a process too because it's like it's and just so you much just, effort. You, you shower, you hop out of the shower, you just sit on the bathroom floor and you're just like, you, 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 you. See, the problem with my showers is I can have a hair washing shower or I can have a leg shaving shower because they both take up about the same time <laughs> because my hair is so picky. Like, what is your shower routine? Um, like, your average, like, not just, like, body, like, yeah. soaping, but, like, what's your, like, hair wash I day? get in the shower. I stand in it. See, you say, what's my hair wash? I wash my hair, like, every day, every other day. Like, I wash my hair a lot because it gets greasy fast. Well, that's because you wash your hair a lot. Yeah, I know, but I'm not just going to sit there and, like, go with greasy hair everywhere. Cause... Okay, well, why don't you, on your, like, day off, just, like, your days off, just don't shower, and then it'll slowly build up tolerance. That's so gross. <laughs> I do, I do try to wash my hair more, like, every other day. Sometimes I'll just get it wet. But when I do, I go in, I stand in the shower for, like, ten minutes, and then I scrub it up with shampoo, and then I rinse it out, and then I stand in the shower for, like, 20 minutes. Oh, my God. And then I put conditioner in the ends of my hair and then I will let it sit for however long I want to and as it's sitting I will wash my body and then I'll rinse it out see with me it's like it's a full body workout showering so nah. I before I shower I brush my hair I only brush my hair before I shower and while I'm showering I know what like brushing your hair in the shower is bad but if you have slightly curly hair you can't brush it when it's dry and yeah. assume it's gonna look good so I hop in the shower I wet my hair I put shampoo in Wash that out, brush my hair again. I flip my head upside down, brush it again. And then I scrunch in my conditioner. And I leave it for like five minutes. And then I brush it out. And then I put in my like deep conditioning stuff sometimes. I leave that in for like 10 minutes and I like brush it out. And then I have to like scrunch my hair and I have to like wring it out. <sighs> nah, I'll, I'll, I'll. And then getting out of the shower, I have to like let it dry slightly. And then I'll sometimes like brush it with a wide tooth comb. And then I'll put in my leave-in and then something else. I can't remember what. It's so 
my hair is so picky. Like today was a good day for a hair wash because I lay, <laughs> I was like in my house for at least two hours after my shower so it could dry in like perfect conditions. A normal climate. Oh, if yeah. I go outside with wet hair, it'll poof up. Yeah. If I go to work with wet hair and I'm going in and out of the cooler, it'll oh, poof yeah. up. Nope. I like today I washed my hair. I got in the shower, threw a bunch of shampoo in it, rinsed it out, and then I threw a bunch of conditioner in it, and then I rinsed it out, and then I just stuck it up in a towel. And then I walked around, got ready, and then when it was time to go to work, I took the towel off and just walked outside. And then I brushed it when I got to work, when it was dry. <sighs> Straight hair girlies, oh my god. And then sometimes, if I want to treat myself, I'll put in my, like, my my hair mask stuff. It makes my hair soft and smell good, or my leave-in conditioner, depending on the vibes of my hair. So yeah, there you guys go. She's nice there's and our, soft right now. There's our shower routines. <laughs> She's so soft. Gabby, what is your favorite pastime reading and listening to music at the same time which people say i'm crazy for but see i was okay i don't know no. i don't know what i was doing i was laying in bed i was like what if i read the son of neptune while listening to the fourth wing what, what? if i had the talent to do that <laughs> where i could consume two books at once and then i realized i could not do that i'll sometimes put like a tv show on and read oh yeah but the thing is your brain's only paying attention to one yeah it's usually <laughs> i read and the tv shows background noise but i like i like reading to music but I want that to be my super talent or like my superpower. Just like I can focus like consume on both. two books at once. I keep I I started seeing TikToks of people doing like tandem reading. It's like when they're reading like two books at once and they just like are going like back and forth. And I just see okay I could not I could never. Okay, so kind of not really related to that. But I was reading Son of Neptune, Heroes of Olympus, and I went, "What if I read this before Lost Hero?" Or what if you read chapter one chapter and the next chapter and like back and forth with these two books because they don't until the end of Son of Neptune they don't like coincide but yeah you kind of get a glimpse into like what's happening with the two camps and like what the purple shirt is what the orange shirt is like yeah I don't know I feel like see I'm like I'm one of the people who usually if there's a prequel it will be one of the last things I read prequel isn't like before yeah, like Maze Runner, the prequel, what was oh, it? Oh, yeah, well, that came out, like, most prequels, like, come out after. Yeah, see? Okay, listen. Okay, but you read the prequel, though? I read the prequel, Isn't yeah. It good? It's really I good. I remember crying a lot. Oh, me it's too. Don't they die in the end? Yeah, yeah, it was a really sad book, Spoiler but it was really alert. good. Um, but, like, even with the Throne of Glass series, there's, like, a prequel to it. The, the Assassin's Blade. The Assassin's Blade. And I read that, like, I think right before I read the last book, or maybe the last two books. Really? Because everyone on TikTok is like, you have to read it before you... I think like, they're wrong, because it can spoil stuff. No, because the way that I like to do it is I like to go in, like, not knowing, and then you follow the story, and then you can go back and read the prequel and be like, oh my god. So, like, yeah, this is this, and, like, you finally get, like, the backstory on some things. So, like, in Throne of Glass, for example, you get, like, the backstory on Sam, and it's like, oh shit, like... You know, and then it just gives it, like, a whole new, fresh meaning of heartbreak. See, that's my whole thing of, like, when people haven't read the Cassandra Clare Shadowhunter universe. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, here's the strict rules of what you need to read when. Yeah. Because, like, with you start with Mortal Instruments. But of you course, start obviously. with just, like, the first, I think it's, like, three books. Then you read Infernal Devices. Then you read the next book because one of the dudes in Infernal Devices is in that book. And it won't make sense if you have not read yeah. it. Yeah, see, because it'll hit so much harder see and like when it first came out it was just like the mortal instrument series because i by accident did that and i went oh Damn. my god this is phenomenal no when it first came out i just read the mortal instruments instrument series and it was like oh yeah this character okay cool and then i went back and read the infernal devices and i was like 
Oh my god. I genuinely don't even know if I finished the moral instruments. I think I was like, okay, this is too incestuous, and then I dipped out. I definitely did. Way too incestuous. What is the weird part where, like, Sebastian and, like, was, like, fawning over Clary, and I was like, yo. I'm pretty sure he, like, kisses her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's when I stopped reading. More than one. He, like... He, like, takes her to, like, Paris or Venice or something. I think it's Venice. And is like, oh, like, Clary, I'm in love with you. And it's like, you yeah. are my brother. Ew. See, that's the issue. It's like, that series is the first one to come out. So if people read that only, you're not, like, the, the other series, like, the Infernal Devices, the Clockwork. Last Hours. Yeah. Well, Clockwork is the Infernal that, Devices. Oh. <laughs> um, and then, like, the Dark Artifices, which is, like, after that. Oh, my God. They're like, phenomenal. they're so good. It's just the Mortal Instruments is kind of dog shit. It. Clary sucks. Yeah. You, but you can see Cassandra Clary's growth. Yeah. No, writing. absolutely. Oh my god. Clary sucks. I hate Clary. This is like this is a yeah. Clary hate Clary corner. Hate squad. Clary, Clary hate squad. She sucks. So, anyways, uh, back to your favorite pastime. I personally thought you were gonna say sailing because I know you're an avid sailor. Oh, that- I do love. I do love taking to the gorgeous blue ocean and ripping those <laughs> knots and tending to my sails. You, I don't think you want to rip the knots. The keel against the waves. Well, s- <laughs> funny you mentioned that. <laughs> my episode is gonna start with a little sailing adventure. A lot of these names are French. Olivier de Carsonson. Carsonson. Stop with the basic white girl. <laughs> now I have it on tape. Ha Okay. I'm tired. Leave me alone. Olivier de Carsonson. A French sailor. See how mean she is to me? I know. Just laughing. I know. Being bullied. I know. No, last time I said that, I remember the next day I was like, damn, I was being really mean to Gabby yesterday. I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's going to think I'm a bullying her. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. I have a basic white girl laugh. It's almost like I'm a basic fucking white girl. Yeah. Big shocker. Big Anyways. shocker. Last I checked. So Olivier. Yeah, it's Olivier. Okay. Yeah, let's just stick to first name basis. Is a French sailor who was racing across the Atlantic Ocean on a dark January night in 2003. He was trying to win the Jules Verne trophy, which is a prize for the fastest circumnavigation of the world by any type of boat that is solely propelled by wind and a crew. So like a sailboat. So he's trying to break that current record in this three-hauled, 110-foot trimaran. What? does three hauled and trimaran mean so think i like catamaran nope you know the, the like sailboat with like the the bazongas you don't know what a catamaran is no okay i okay. know nothing about sailing boats. so it has three hulls so it has like three boop boop like three like i thought the hull was like the front part no the hull is like the base like the main part so i think like three boats attached to each other 110 foot okay gotcha 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 yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so there's like the main part and then there's like the wings yes but like massive okay it is the largest racing machine of its kind (gasps) and its name is geronimo geronimo stilton (laughs) it was then this dark night in the atlantic ocean that his boat mysteriously came to a stop the mast rattled and the hull shuddered but there was no land in sight so it's impossible that it went aground he tried to turn the wheel you know, steer it to no avail. I have a guess. Yeah. Mermaids? No. Damn it. The crew was running around <laughs> trying to investigate. They were shining spotlights into the water, trying to figure out why this boat stopped moving in the middle of deep ocean. Yeah, valid. Valid question. No First wind? mate Didier Rego. <laughs> 
died in a ragged. <laughs> Ooh, no, that's so no, much. Worse. I know that's so bad. They, he decided he would go into the cabin, so into the main part of the boat. Yeah, and open a little trap door in the floor to peer through a porthole that looks into the ocean. Oh, that's so cool. Then there on the rudder, he sees it. A tentacle, larger than a human leg, and it was moving. He called for Kersauson, who came down and saw that there were now two large tentacles lashing at the rudder of their boat. The creature seemed to be wrapping around the boat, causing it to rock, creak, and the rudder began to bend. The Kraken. Then, when it looked like it was ready to snap, it let go. The first mate says that it unhooked itself from the boat, and he could see its tentacles. The animal must have been at least 30 feet long. Bro was just saying hi. <laughs> he was just going, hello, what's this? Care Sauson recalled he had been sailing for over 40 years and he almost always had an answer for everything from hurricanes to icebergs, but he did not have an answer for this. That's so valid. Now, for as long as people have been going out to sea, they have returned with stories of monsters. Ooh, I love me a good sea monster. In Homer's The Odyssey, he describes Scylla. She has 12 legs, all writhing, dangling down, and six long swaying necks. Sorry, is that how you say it? Scylla? What do you think? I always pronounce it Skyella. There's no E. It's C S C Y L L A. I know, but in my brain Scylla. it was Skyella. Because the Y in Latin does not make it up. Like, yeah. But Skyella sounds so much cooler. Scylla. It's Latin. Well, it's probably, it's, 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 it's Greek, I think. I don't know. Anyways, she is this big, tentacly, freaky, multiple head creature. The Bible also speaks of a dragon that's in the sea. Love dragons. In Naturalis Historia, a Roman encyclopedia. <laughs> have you know? Have you watched How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. <laughs> By Pliny the Elder tells of an enormous polyp that was smeared with brine and had a horrible smell. Ooh. Mm, yummy. I don't know. Seafood. A mid-16th century account by Archbishop of Uppsala. Immediately don't trust it. Continue. Arch- Archbishop of Uppsala, Oleus Magnus, says, <clears throat> Therefore... Full <laughs> <laughs> Gabby, I start like... Yeah, hold on. Therefore, a horrible... See, it's uh, so much fun. You gotta do the voice. The voice is so, makes it so much more fun. Their forms are horrible. Their heads square, all set with prickles, and surrounded by long, sharp horns like roots of an upturned tree. These heads are 10 or 12 cubits long, very black with huge globular eyes, which are at least 8 to 10 cubits. Brackets. This is like 360 to 45 centimeters, apparently. Okay. Cubits to centimeters. The pupil, one cubit in diameter, and is red and fiery colored, which in the dark night appears to far off fishermen as a burning fire amongst the waves. It has hair like goose feathers, thick and long, like a beard (laughs) hanging down. The rest of the body, compared to the greatness of the head, which is square, is very small not being above 14 to 15 cubits long. One of these sea monsters will easily capsize or sink many great ships provided with the strongest sailors. Icon. So, big-ass, fiery-looking cubit thing. Yeah, like, what is he even describing? I swear to God, all of these old people, like, in olden times, they'd be describing, like, animals, and it's just the most out-of-pocket 
thing you've ever heard. Yeah. Well, this creature came to be known in by like in subcultures, like in what we know, also in Norse, as the Kraken. The Kraken. In 1755, Bishop Eric Ludwigsen. <laughs> Ludwig Ludwigsen Pontipedon. Flawless pronunciation there. <laughs> truly, truly flawless. Uh, included the Kraken in his Natural History of Norway, describing it as the size of a floating island with horns as long as a ship's mast. That's terrifying. Yeah. In 1851, Herman Melville, who worked on an American whaling ship, published a book called Moby Dick, in which he describes a sailor who is witness to a vast pulpy mass with innumerable long arms radiating from its center, curling and twisting like a nest of anacondas. Ooh, don't like that description. Johannes Japetus Smith Steenstrup. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> A Danish zoologist investigated these rumors of the Kraken, and as he sorted through the evidence, he was drawn to several accounts of a strange beast caught in the Oresund Strait in the 1540s. The strange beast that was caught was brought to the king of Denmark, at whose court it was preserved in a dried state. It was named the Sea Monk because of its smooth and bald head. Oh my god. (laughs) It went, "Mm, you're bald. In an 1854 lecture, Steenstrup declared that the sea monk was firstly a cephalopod. Interesting. Which, do you know what a cephalopod is? A cephalopod is like a octopus is a cephalopod. The little, the little, the little, the guy with the shells that goes cephalopod. Yeah, cuttlefish. Yeah, so a cephalopod is any member of the molluscan class. Uh, such as like squid, octopus, cuttlefish, and nautiluses. Gotcha, gotcha. So he held up a jar with the jaws of a giant squid, which he had retrieved from a dead specimen off the coast of Iceland. He named it Architithis. <laughs> yes, love Archetithis. it. Architithis. Architithis? No. Architithis. Architithis? Architithis. 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 The ruling squid. I think. I wrote ruling quid, but I assume that's supposed I, to say squid. I'm assuming you do not mean the British form of currency. <laughs> I, think, I think you meant the sea creature. So this marked, in 1854, the official integration of the giant squid from fable to scientific literature. Ooh, giant squids are so dope. I know almost nothing about them besides their giant fucking squid. Yeah, I love so it them. wasn't a crack in that whatever dude's boat it was a giant squid scientists doubted steenstrup's thesis from day one they're like "Uh uh-uh i know it's the kraken Mm -mm -mm." they're like actually it's a mythical creature capable of destroying boats and eating thousands of men it was until one day in 1873 a fisherman off the coast of newfoundland saw a creature saw a creature floating on the surface of the ocean and he hit it with a hook trying to catch it the animal reached up and tried to seize him, but the fisherman grabbed an axe. Returned to shore with a tentacle from the giant squid, 19 feet long, and it was then placed in a museum in St. John's, Newfoundland. How did, how did he carry that thing? I don't, I don't think it's too heavy. But it's 19 feet long. I don't know, he's on a boat. <laughs> That's true. But I misunderstood there, and I thought you meant he like dragged it from wherever yeah, he was. he's like in a boat. 
Oh, okay. Was he on land? I thought he was like on land, and I clearly wasn't thinking it through very much. <laughs> but now this, it, there is evidence of the giant squid. Gabby, how big is the ocean? Fucking massive. Correct. The ocean is quite large. <laughs> you don't say. As much as 95% remains unexplored. It is believed that the sea I... contains as many as 10 million species, fewer than half of which have been identified. I'm going to be so for real right now. What if we just leave it? Yeah. What if we just let the ocean do its thing well, and don't explore? Earlier this year, we found out what happens when you No, choose. literally, you fuck with the water, you get imploded. In the mid-1960s, Frederick Aldrich, a marine biologist from Canada. Ooh, Canada Also from Newfoundland. We love Canada. He formed the official squid squad. <gasps> oh my god, wait. Oh, the, the, yeah, the first official squid squad. It's what it, it's, it, it said squid squad. Can we please make a group chat called the squid squad, you guys? <laughs> oh my god, I want to be part of the squid squad. That could squad. be our, 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 like, followers, our, like, little, like, you guys are, you guys are our squid squad. They're the squid squads! Oh wait, I love this. He, I feel like it should be slug squad. We gotta bring back the slug. Oh, but the slug squad's good. Anyways, he distributed posters all around Newfoundland that had a drawing of a giant squid and the words, wanted, dead or alive. <laughs> Bro put a bounty out on his head. How That's so I? rude. Uh, well, it wasn't a bounty. It was more to get people to help him hunt these squids. Because right now, they're so elusive. No one's really like caught one. No one's really seen one. No one's had pictures, video, anything of these creatures. It's all just they're been just like mouth. Accounts, yeah. yeah. However, most... Well, all of his hunting trips ended with no rewards. They did not find a squid. Oof. In the 1990s, more squid hunters took up the chase. Clyde Roper decided to let one animal, known to prey on the giant squid, help find it for him. He and his squad... <laughs> his squid squad? He and his squad paddled out to sea in inflatable kayaks with a special underwater camera to the bodies of sperm whales. Ooh. Oh, sorry. I just remember there was a Crap Brothers episode where you see a giant squid bite a sperm whale. Yeah. It's dope. But again, no avail. They did not find the squid. In 1980, Bruce Robinson had been trawling with a net in the ocean, uh, nearly 2,000 feet down. What, what does trawling mean? Just like boating around, like letting the net follow. Oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And he decided to bring it up to the surface. Now, I don't know what kind of net this was. This was really confusing. But the net snapped shut and the bars clamped down on a tentacle of a live giant squid. So it sounds like it's a bear trap, but underwater. Okay. Interesting. Intriguing. Never heard of anything like that before. But before it was fully, before the net fully reached the boat, the tentacle tore off, leaving only 12 feet of it. Robinson's discovery, however, offered a more accurate recording of what kind of depths the giant squid is in. So they're finally kind of discovering, like, what Like, where what can area we find these things? In the 1980s and 90s, Australia and New Zealand also had their own giant squid encounters. 1995, a 10-meter-long female with a gashed mantle, but, like, part of the head. Yeah was found dead five kilometers off Mount Gambier. Aww, baby. In 1996, three giant squids were caught around Tasmania, and another four females were dragged from the waters of New Zealand by trawlers. That's so sad. Like, I get the, like, like scientific inquiry, but, like, they always be killing the animals. 
Now back to Clyde Roper. Relative of Jesse Roper? No. The one who was like trawling. With yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. He teamed up with National Geographic planning to enlist the giant squid's arch nemesis, the sperm whale, bum, to bum, capture bum. the first ever images of the giant squid. They planned to affix a camera to the sperm whale's back. But again, to no avail. How? Don't how? ask me how. They, like, don't know. Like a really big I feel GoPro. like a harness. Yeah, like a really big harness. Yeah. In 2003, New Zealand scientist Dr. Steve O'Shea tried a different approach. He filled his freezer with giant squid gonads, planning to make the genitals into a paste that would attract the giant squid and elicit a sexual frenzy in front of cameras. Oh. So he like, went to the ocean, like, sprinkled the paste in the water, like, in front of the camera. But again, no footage was caught. It Interesting. Wasn't- it wasn't until 2012 a human finally laid eyes upon a giant squid in its natural habitat. So they saw it. They weren't, like, hunting it. They didn't, like, you know, it wasn't already, like, floating up the surface. They saw it in yeah. its natural habitat. Dr. Sunemi Kubodera observed the live animal from within a submersible off the coast of Ogasawara. <laughs> Ogasawara <laughs> Islands. So this was the first time anyone had seen it, and I do believe they did get footage of it. Ooh. So finally, this elusive creature caught on like, camera. Okay, it is legit. We know it's for real. We've had like a bunch of dead ones on shore, but we finally know. Here's, here's a live one. Yeah. Coming to a theater near you. So now let's dive into like some facts about the Archith. <laughs> you got Archith- this. Archithesis? Archith. Archituthis. <laughs> Giant squid. Yeah, okay, there we go. From the family Archituthidae. <laughs> Scientific names are always so frustrating. Goddamn Latins. Ugh. Uh, recent estimates say that the maximum size for a female giant squid is 12 to 13 meters, 39 to 43 feet long. Big. From posterior fin tip to the tip of the end long tentacles males are about 10 meters so 33 feet so they are smaller sexual dimorphism all that jazz iconic they are super duper elusive because of the depth that they lived in and it's also a dark cold ocean oceans massive oceans massive even if these things are big the oceans is much bigger the main predator of the giant squid is the sperm whale and these whales can actually give us a rough idea of how many giant squid are out there. Estimates have been put together based on the number of giant squid beaks found in deceased sperm whales. Interesting. So it is estimated that sperm whales consume between 4.3 to 131 million squids annually. Oh, snap. I think that could also be 13.1 million. I don't know. I might have forgot a decimal point. <laughs> But anyways, this implies that the giant squid population could be in the millions. Wait, so, oh, this is just giant squid. Giant squid. That's how many giant squid they eat in a year. Millions. Wow. Like all the sperm whales, not just one. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, I was like, holy, but that makes so much more sense. We found like five beaks in this one. Let's like divide that by like however many thousands of bajillions sperm whales there are. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, uh, you might have heard of the colossal squid. Yeah. Yeah. Big boy. The colossal squid is smaller than the giant squid. Giant squid. That is the dumbest However, fucking thing I've ever heard. it weighs almost twice as much. What? Yeah. 
So the giant squid is about 200 kilopounds. Kilopounds, my favorite unit of measurement. Yeah, giant squids are about 606, like 600. Okay. <laughs> the giant squid, the males are about 300 and the females are about 600 pounds. So colossal squids are like double that weight. Why? But shorter. So they're just like these really condensed. I don't they're know really why. really compact. I'm talking about giant squid. I don't care about colossal squid. Okay. Let's play a fun game. Uh, does Gabby know which fact is real and which one is not? Nope. Him. I have one, two, three, four. Three truths and a lie. Giant squid tentacles can regenerate. Okay. Like reptile tails and that kind yeah. of thing. The giant squid penis is over three meters long. That's that's one heck of a schlong. Ooh, yeah. Giant squids might very well be cannibals. Okay. Giant squids have donut-shaped brains. I'm gonna be real. I know, like, next to nothing <laughs> about giant squids besides the fact that, like, them and sperm whales are beefing. Um, like a wild guess. I'm gonna say the first one's true. The tentacle ones, the fact they can regrow it, true. Yeah. Donut brain. What were the other two? Um, Cannibalism. Cannibals. Big ass wang. Big ass wang. I want to be the big ass wang one to be true because that's just so funny. But I feel like it's not because it's almost even funnier for them to just like have micro penis. Final answer. They don't have a giant schlong. Are you going to show me a picture of a giant? (laughs) (laughs) Is that your final answer? Are you sure? No. Yes. I can't read your face. You You switched. Yes. Final answer. So the giant squid's giant wang is one yard long, which is three three foot. It's three foot long. Three foot long. What's three foot? Which is 300 and something inches. 30 something inches. So was I right? No, I was wrong. No, you're right. No, I was right. You think that's three meters? No, I was playing you. Oh, you said three meters, right? Yeah. No, because you squid right. are like 10 meters. So. Yeah, because they're, cause they're smaller. And I, it just, I feel like a lot of the times in the animal kingdom, like nature just balances like that, you know? Big dude, small penis. Well, <laughs> when you think about the slug, though. Yeah, right? Eight inches. Little dude, big wang. Little dude, massive wang. Short kings, come on. <laughs> but yeah, squids have donut-shaped brains. And See, that checks out. Squids, squids feel like an animal that ha- would have a donut-shaped brain. Yeah, and bits and pieces of giant squid have been found in other giant squid stomachs, so they could also be cannibals. I mean, like, what else is there to eat down there? Well, we don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that is my little, I don't know, blurb about giant squid. I like it. I like (laughs) it. Giant squid are dope. Oh, yeah. A lot of this actually came from a book I recently got called The Devil and Sherlock Holmes. Which I will be reading after. I I honestly, I... I... (laughs) I looked at the table squid. of contact contents and hold on, let me find it. The cover is the just opposite squid. of water. I know. <laughs> it's like, on fire. Because because the contacts we got this the the first chap the first part we got the strange death of a Sherlock Holmes fanatic. Did Texas execute an innocent man? Probably. The many lives of Frederick Bourdin. The fireman who forgot 9-11. Chasing the sea's most elusive creature. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, called the squid hunter page 147 that's my citation (laughs) it's very interesting because the the author of this actually met with one of the scientists i mentioned o'shea the new zealand guy yeah 
and he just like accounts for when he was like talking to him and he's like i just want a giant squid because <laughs> at one point i'm pretty sure he did catch like a couple baby giant squids yeah but he put it in a tank that he didn't know the Wasn't... squids were deadly like yeah they didn't have the pressure yeah well they... that and like the the tank was made out of some sort of like plastic that was like toxic to them and oh, also it was square and since it was square they sink to the bottom so once it got to land all of them were dead that's so sad i know but yeah you just had a freezer full of gonads damn what a crazy story that was really interesting yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you uh thank you guys for listening thank you guys so much for listening and supporting and liking and rating and subscribing and loving us <laughs> you guys should all text your exes that you love them nope we are not gonna do that today <laughs> don't do that no don't we're not do that. you guys should all go go for a walk go walk along the beach go for a hot girl walk go for a hot guy walk go for a hot gay walk go for a hot they walk grab a little grab a little mug grab a little like 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 outdoor mug put some wine in it stick some fucking wine put an in audiobook there. in Go for a walk. Or a podcast or our podcast. And just just walk around. Put on like the most outrageous pair of shoes you have. Because you need to practice walking in those. Get off your ass and go for a walk. We love you. Bye. Bye.